on episode 511 of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Delatoro McNeil and discuss his book, Shift into a Higher Gear, Better Your Best and Live Life to the Fullest. You can find the full show notes for this episode at 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 511. Have you decided you're ready to make a change? To reclaim your health and fitness, the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is here for you. I'm your host, Alan Meisner. I'm an NSAM certified personal trainer with a specialization in corrective exercise and fitness nutrition. Let me be your coach as you find your way on your health and fitness journey. All right, let's go. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers, and contain less than 3 grams of sugar per serving. They won't take you out of ketosis if that's your way of eating. Your body is an amazing organic machine. The food we eat and drink is information for that machine. This includes adaptogens. These are compounds that balance hormones and help you deal with stress in a healthier way. If you're feeling tired, these compounds will give you a boost of energy. If you're stressed, they'll help you return to a natural state of calm. They literally help you adapt to the stress of life. This is why I'm a big fan of Organifi Green Juice with essential superfoods and a clinical dose of ashwagandha. It helps reduce stress and support healthy cortisol levels. It mixes well with water or your beverage of choice, and it tastes awesome. This has become my go-to morning ritual. Organifi offers the best-tasting, high-quality superfood beverages without breaking the bank. Each serving costs less than $3. Easy, convenient, and cost-effective. Go to www.organifi.com forward slash 40 plus and use the coupon code 40 plus for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash 40PLUS and use the code 40 plus for 20% off of any item. Last week, I heard someone say Halloween is the start of eating season. Is that what happens to you too? How would you like to not be beaten by it this year? Introducing the 40 Plus Fitness Crush the Holidays Challenge. This five-week challenge runs from November 20th through December 24th. Stay motivated with daily videos, surround yourself with like-minded people in a private Facebook group, and crush the holidays this year with me, Coach Allen. The cost of this five-week challenge is $25. That's less than the cost for one pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks per week, and cutting just those five drinks will cut out 2,000 calories. Win-win. Oh yes, and win. There are weekly prizes, including some of my favorite health and fitness books, Amazon gift cards, 40 Plus Fitness swag, and one challenger will win an opportunity to do a six-week 40 Plus Fitness online training program I'm launching in January absolutely free. Go to crushtheholidays.com to join the challenge. Don't let the holidays put you further in the hole. Crush the holidays at crushtheholidays.com. Hey, Ras, how are things going? Great, Alan. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. A um, couple things, you know, that I'm kind of excited about. One, I went camping. Um, I, I realized when I went camping uh, here, because it's a place about two hours of boat ride away from here. So we were remote. We were really re- remote. And I realized when I was camping, I'm like, I haven't done this since I was in the 
Boy Scouts. <laughs> you <laughs> wow. know, I was in the army. I was in the army, uh-huh. and granted, you know, we we would be out and about in the woods and whatnot. But we, you know, because I was a light infantry group, we never set up tents. We never started fires. We never did hmm. any of that stuff. It was all we were just if you were asleep, you slept on the ground. You know, right there, and you might wow. cover up with a poncho if it's raining. But <laughs> we never set up tents uh, ever. And so this is like to set up a tent, start a campfire. You know collect wood get, get all this oh stuff my. together and so yeah it's like i'm going back i'm like hey hey yes i haven't started a fire in you know decades decades many decades and i was like this is kind of huh. crazy because yeah i think it was probably about 15 so it's probably about 40 years ago was the wow. last time i actually went camping and what you think did you have a good time it was good it was just you know two hours is a long time to be on a little boat a little mm-hmm. pangas, bang, 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 all the way there. And then bang, 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 all the way back. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was able to do a little fishing, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. And we were camping with people that, you know, while I'm friendly with, I don't know super, super well. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like deep, dark, you know, deep friendships that you sit there and, you know, you have deep, meaningful conversations with them. It was just sort of a, okay, yeah, we're hanging out. This is cool. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, Probably if it had been longer, it might have been more difficult because <laughs> there's just yeah. a point. But sure. uh, and I'm an introvert by nature, so you know, just being trapped on an island with uh, a few people is kind of kind of interesting. <laughs> sure, that sounds wonderful. I I love camping. I grew up camping, not on a beach like you guys, but um, but I, we love camping. Um, we did tent camping as kids. And then when Mike and I got married and we had kids, we uh, eventually made it up to the pop-up type of camper. And now we have a trailer pull behind kind of camper. And that's glamping. That's not. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Oh, I, yeah, I I totally agree. I I have a great mattress. I have a little bathroom in my camper. Like I am totally set and I I absolutely love it. I had the shovel ready just in case. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a little different when you're roughing it like you guys, but yeah, it's still a fun experience to do every now and then. Yeah, and then um, I'm pretty excited. I'm I'm going to do this new challenge. Okay. And I've started talking about it because you probably have heard some of the conversations about it, but there's still time. There's still time to sign up for this because I believe this episode is going live on the. Um, Eighth, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. eighth. Okay. So there's still time for this. And so if you'll come to uh, crushtheholidays.com, I'm doing a little uh, 40 plus fitness challenge this year. And it's just, it's five weeks and basically it's motivation. There's going to be a pop-up Facebook group for us to kind of support each other as we go through these holidays, because, you know, on average, people are going to put on weight over the holidays. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll get started in January, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Then, oh, I'll just get started in January. Well, if you take two steps backwards between now and then, that's not so cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So this, this challenge will start on November 20th, but don't wait. Don't wait. Go ahead and sign up. There is a small cost to the challenge, but there's also prizes. So I'm literally taking the, the money that I'm getting from the challenge and reinvesting that into the prizes that I'm giving out. Uh, to make, you know, make things nice. So there's going to be some 40 plus fitness uh, podcast swag. There's going to be some books, some of my favorite books that I've had some of these folks on the show recently. Um, I'll be sharing their books with you. There's going to be Amazon gift cards. And for one lucky person in the challenge, I'm going to give away a six week 40 plus fitness online training 
program that I'm launching in January. So, you know, I've been doing the gas program. I've kind of revamped it a bit. And so I'm going to relaunch that in January and it's going to be a little bit shorter, a little bit more condensed, affordable, but for the one person coming through the challenge, they're going to get it for free. Sounds awesome. And like fun. Sounds like fun. Yeah. So it's crushtheholidays.com. Great. All right. Anything else before we get with this conversation, this really bold conversation with Della Toro? <laughs> no, this, yeah, I can't wait to talk. It sounds All good. right. Our guest today earned a master's degree in human performance enhancement from Florida State University, and his personal mission is to help individuals and organizations grow to the next level. He has authored six books and over a dozen personal growth and professional development courses. He has delivered more than 4,000 presentations over the past 15 years to major corporations, professional associations, conventions, pro sports teams, churches, and leadership conferences. He has been featured on national and worldwide television networks like Fox, ABC, NBC, and Oxygen, as well as syndicated radio shows across America. With no further ado, here is Del Toro McNeil. Del Toro, welcome to 40 Plus Fitness. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Good honor to be here with you. So today we're going to talk about your book, Shift into a Higher Gear, Better Your Best, and Live Life to the Fullest. And I really love that title. (laughs) <laughs> and and then I you know also you uh, you use the the motorcycle as kind of your your vehicle for communication and yeah. and I just love that I love that because you went through and and I, you can you know when someone does that you know that they'd spend a lot of time thinking uh, which you probably did most of that thinking on the motorcycle which was also <laughs> probably pretty cool um, yeah. and so it really just kind of it told a story about you that I really felt like a personal connection as we were, as I was reading through the book about who you are as a person and what you bring and the joy you bring to people's lives because you're there to help them live the better life. Yeah. Yeah. That's really what it's all about, man. And I appreciate you saying that Alan, because I really believe that um, when we commit to stepping into what it means to really transform people and shift people, right. Um, I think we really have to go on this intentional journey to really let people into the parts of ourselves that sometimes we don't even feel are are the most beautiful parts of ourselves, but they're the necessary parts that people need to see. And so I wanted to say, I don't want people to just look at me and say, okay, well, he's super successful. I want people to say, hey, listen, this guy's been on a journey. He's gone through some things. He's had to navigate some potholes, right? He's had to maneuver, right? He's had to deal with all these things to be able to be at a place where he's at, where he can now reach back and inspire others to take it to the next level as well. So I'm excited about the book. I'm really, really grateful for it. And it's already making waves all across the planet. So we're excited. Well, of course it is. Um, now, you you had this concept at the very beginning of the book. And I was like, I, I love this because it's kind of a mantra that I use a lot of the time is better me tomorrow. Uh, am I doing today the things that are going to make me better tomorrow? And I think so many people think about the end game of where their finish line is of what they want to accomplish, not yeah. thinking in terms of tomorrow. You know, what, what, what can you do today versus thinking about this big thing later? Uh, right. It's a snowball. Can you talk a little bit about that theme of better? Will you be better today than you were yesterday? Because I think yeah. that's really the key. Yeah. Yeah. Alan. So here's what's cool, right? So it's, it's, it's the daily invitation. I believe that life really and truly does give us one open invitation every day. And it comes in the form of a question. Will you be better today than you were yesterday? Will you make the daily decision to better your best, to top yourself just by 1%? And that's that's the key because a lot of people don't really can't quantify what that means. 
And so for me, it's how do you get better just by 1%? How do you get 1% more forgiving, 1% more generous, 1% more patient, 1% more service oriented, 1% more uh, fit, right? 1% more committed to your cardio, 1% more committed to your meal plan or your meal prep, right? 1% more committed to your supplement intake or you're getting enough vitamin D by taking a, a walk in nature, right? It's, it's about how do we every day do a little bit that's going to make the big difference. And it's it's compounding interest. You know? <laughs> yeah, come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. You're exactly right, my friend. Now, in the book, you know, we're talking about change, and you talked about the six phases of real change. And mm. I thought these were really important because, again, everybody likes to skip to the end, but we, we really kind of have to take these, these steps. We have to take these little steps and go through these phases. Can you talk a little bit about the six phases of real change? Yeah. And, and so I want to encourage everyone who's listening right now to really think about something in your life that you want to change, like right now, like, like we all have stuff uh, that we want to shift, but I firmly believe that there are six phases to change. And like, just like you said, if we skip to the end and we don't do the process necessary, we might get a quick change, Alan, but it's not going to be permanent and it's not going to be long lasting. So if we really want to create real change in our lives, We've got to go through what I like to call the six phases of change. So change phase number one is you've got to say it must change. You've got to identify the thing that has to change in your life because you can't conquer what you don't confront and you can't confront what you don't identify. So you got to identify what it is that you want to change, right? Second thing you got to say is I must change it. It's a simple phrase, but it's really powerful. So it must change lets us get clear about what needs to change. I must change it allows me to now be the CEO of the correction. In other words, it's not up to the government to change it, Alan. It's not up to who's in the White House to change it. It's not up to who's the governor or the mayor. It's not up to, you know, uh, society. It's not up to whatever things that we tend to externally justify and externally excuse away are what I like to call interpersonal responsibility. It is up to us to change it. It must change. I must change it. Number three, I can change it. You got to get excited and you got to get confident about the fact that you can get fit over 40. You can live the life of your dreams. You can take the vacations you want. You can have the, the kind of business that you desire, right? It must change. I must change it. Number three, I can change it. Number four, I will change it. Now, Alan, you and I both know there's a big difference between what someone can do and what they will do, right? Yes, absolutely. So can, can is a statement of, of, of potentiality and possibility, and, it, and, it, and it evokes confidence. But at the end of the day, we've got to cross the bridge from can do to will do, right? And I always say this, uh, your I will is more important than your IQ. I think it's so important that we have that determination, that fortitude, that grit, that fight, that hustle that says, I will make this change, Right. And then once you get to, I will change it, the next phase, which is number five is, I am changing it. And when you're in the middle of a change process, I don't care what it is, it is uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Yeah. Because you don't fit, Alan. You don't fit where you used to be. You're not there anymore. You don't quite fit where you're going because you're not quite there yet. So you're caught between who you used to be and who you're trying to be. And when you're in that conundrum, I think it's so vitally important that you celebrate. One of the things that I always encourage people to do, Alan, is go to the party store, get some confetti, throw it in the air, and walk through their own little celebration. Because at the end of the day, 
you're in the middle of a change process and it's a process, but I am changing it. I am changing my nutrition. I am changing my exercise. I am changing my podcasting process. I am changing, you know, my, 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 how, how I people into my, to my, uh, my programs. I am changing my, my, my webinars. I am changing my parenting. I am changing my marriage or my relationship. So you're in that process of change. And then final step, step number six is I have changed it. And this is where a press release comes in because you need to let Lottie, Dottie, and everybody know that you have changed (laughs) something significant in your life. And I ultimately believe that when we make it through all six phases of change, Alan, we really haven't changed. We've actually transformed, brother. Yeah. And that's what, you know, the way I kind of go about it is uh, I called it cargo in my book. And it was kind of like, okay, you know, first, first you've got to celebrate. Uh, when you get there, second, you've you've got to uh, kind of almost uh, uh, reacclimate because you are you are different. You're a different person. Like you said, you trans you trans uh, for yourself. You know, you you've transformed. And then uh, the R is reassess because there's always another journey. There's always that's another really ride. Good. I like that reassess. That's good, man. And then go. Just go do it, you know, because um, <laughs> there's so much more, you know, that 1%, that 1%, that 1%, and then the reassess and saying, okay, what else, what else, uh, right. what keeps us motivated, keeps us moving. And then you go, like, like I said, you can just lay those six phases right on top of that and say, that's on, the journey, brother. man. That's the Come journey. On. Just keep Come rolling. On. Now, one of the things you brought up, I just, I kind of love this too. Uh, I loved a lot of things in your book, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> was what you're talking about y'all is shift into a higher gear better yeah. your best and live life to the fullest grab it everywhere books are sold amazon audible barnesandnoble.com everywhere books are sold the book is all over the planet pick it up in airports you name it it's available grab it good now when you're riding a motor- motorcycle a lot of people don't know this but if you, if you haven't ridden a motorcycle to make a turn you have to be very cognizant about where you're putting your weight. Your weight shift mm-hmm. is what causes the tremor in a motorcycle. Now, I owned a Spider, which is the three motorcycle. It was the Got exact it. opposite. You know, it yeah, had yeah. a steering wheel. And if I turned, if I leaned into a turn, I was going to topple. So, yeah. you know, it's like, but just understanding, putting your weight into what we're trying to do mm. and doing it long enough, the weight yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, yes. is it, a big part of this. Can you kind of get into that story and what that's all about and why that's important? Brother, I get chills, Alan. I get chills, brother. <laughs> This is one of my favorite sections in the book. I love the whole book, but man, I love um, shift your focus and put your weight into it, which is chapter four. And one of the things that we talk about is, you know, when you when you're riding a two wheeled motorcycle, right? It's important that you understand that a motorcycle takes its direction from your intention, and so a motorcycle knows your intention based upon where you place your weight right so on a motorcycle you don't have to turn like you're not turning a steering wheel like an automobile right if you want to go left you lean left if you want to go right you lean right so a motorcycle takes its direction from your intention why is that important i firmly believe that if we really want to uh, live life to the fullest there's not a single person that we admire or respect alan that got to where they got to by half-assing their way there Everybody that I know put their weight into it. They went all in on something, right? Whether it's whether it's, whether whether it's uh, Elon Musk or whether it's it's um, uh, Steve Jobs or whether it's you know uh, Mel Robbins or Tony Robbins or or whether it's 
uh, Jillian Michaels. It doesn't matter. I mean, we could do this all day. Everybody who's at the top of their game, they put their weight into their industry, whether it's Steve Harvey, right? And whoever is at the top of their game, they put their weight into it, meaning they gave their best, they gave their all. They focused on leaning into excellence, right? But not only did they give their best effort, but they gave their best effort, watch this, long enough to get a result, which means not only do you have to put your weight into it, W-E-I-G-H-T, but you also have to put your weight into it, W-A-I-T. And one of the examples I use in the book is how, you know, um, I've got one of the world's first inspirational business reality television shows based upon public speaking. It's called The Keynote. And from idea to television, it took me 839 days to get that book from concept to actually being able to see it on TV. That's a little bit over two years, but, you know, I was willing to sit on that egg until it hatched. And the point is a lot of times, I believe, Alan, a lot of us don't get the results that that we want in life because we're not willing to sit on things long enough until they hatch. So one of the principles that I teach in the book is you got to learn how to be like a stamp and stick to one thing long enough until it delivers. You know, if you if you follow the metaphor, if if you put a stamp on, a, on an envelope and let's just assume for the sake of conversation that the stamp was animated and it could jump from envelope to envelope whenever it wanted to. You're trying to mail something from Florida to California. And every time that envelope got to a different postal stop, it jumped from your your envelope to somebody else's. The, the postage jumped from another it would never arrive. Your envelope would never make it. Why? Because the postage that was affixed to it didn't stay attached long enough to get delivery. And um, you're, 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 in, you're, in, you're into fitness, you're into wellness. It's almost like certain supplements, right? There are certain supplements that are better for your body when you add black pepper extract to the supplement because it gives your body the chance to absorb the supplement into your bloodstream. Same narrative, right? There's got to be certain, certain things that allow that need to stick to us long enough to get a result. And then we can go on and take it to the next level. So I firmly believe that if we really want success in anything, you got to learn how to be like a stamp, stick to one thing till it delivers. You got to put your weight into it, meaning your best effort. But then you also got to understand that even in this Instagram, Instapot, Instafamous, TikTok, you know, 5G, 4G, LTE, super quick microwave world that we live in, some things just take time. Yeah. You know, we see this a lot in my industry where someone will say, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this diet or I'm going to try this program. And they get into it and maybe their first week is awesome. And then the second week is less awesome. And then there's just kind of this, like this settling and, you know, it's really hard at that point to not get frustrated, but you have to lean in, you have to lean into this, this thing that you're doing and recognize that if the strategy is right, it will come and you have to lean in and keep at it. Uh, and not just jump to the next thing. It's like, oh, well, I was on this and all of a sudden I saw these pills at the store. And so now I'm taking these weight loss pills and right, you know, right. then that didn't work. So, you know, now I'm back <laughs> trying this other diet and, you know, then right. someone else said, I need to go do this exercise, but it hurts my legs. So I quit that one. Uh, we've got to keep going uh, if we want to get some real change. And uh, that's just that, like you said at the beginning, that 1% over time is going to really add up. That's exactly right. You're exactly right, Alan. Totally agree with you, brother. we got to stick with something long enough to get the result. And watch this. Part of the reason why we struggle with that is because we've got shiny object syndrome, right? Uh, Oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks good. Or that looks good. But another reason why we struggle with it, and um, I help high achievers. I mean, that's really my area of focus. I really love working with high achievers because this is going to sound like an oxymoron, but high achievers get ignored. 
And the reason why I say high achievers get ignored is because what have we been taught all of our lives? The squeaky wheel gets the what? The grease. <laughs> yeah. The squeaky yeah. wheel gets the grease. It gets the oil. So in other words, if you're a problem performer, you get the most attention. But if you're a high achiever, you tend to get the least amount of attention. Right. So I really focus on helping high achievers get better, take their best and top it. Right. And so one of the reasons why I think we struggle with this area of of shiny object syndrome for high achievers specifically is because we don't know how to score a touchdown. And what I mean by that is as soon as we as high achievers get close to the end zone, what do we do? We push the end zone back another 20 yards and say, yeah, but not quite, right? We, we are never satisfied <laughs> with a certain level of success. We always got to push the envelope. And, and goal setting is huge and it's important. And, and goal achievement is big, which we talk about in the book. But as you also learned in the book, I have a different take on goal achievement, but we'll get to that in a little bit. So I think it's important that at some point we as high achievers learn to celebrate the small wins, learn how to s- celebrate the process of achievement and learn how to celebrate the good things that we have in our lives and really take those things to the next level. This episode of the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast is sponsored by Organifi. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high-quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic, free of fillers, and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. In our 24-7 always-on world, going without sleep seems to carry a badge of honor, but that's not how your body sees it. Sleep is when all the wonderful things happen inside your body. Hormones reset, and the healing and restoration happens. You know how much better you feel when you have a good night's sleep. Getting good sleep is a priority for me. That's why I'm a big fan of Organifi Gold Juice. With ingredients like turmeric, reishi mushroom, and ginger, it's designed to support rest, relaxation, recovery, and repair. It's a delicious and nutritious warm golden tea. I use water, but you can also use milk or a milk alternative. This has become a part of my evening wind down. Organifi offers the best tasting, high quality superfood beverages without breaking the bank. Each serving costs less than $3 per day. Easy, convenient, and cost-effective. Go to www.organifi.com forward slash 40 plus and use the code 40 plus for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash 40PLUS and use the code 40 plus for 20% off of any item. Now, there was another concept in the book that when I I first got into it, I was kind of like, okay, that's not a big deal. And then I, as I got towards the end of it, I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) I need to go back and reread that. And and as I went back and reread it, it it just, it just clicked. And I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is phenomenal. And the reason I say that is uh, in a motorcycle, there's go forward or go home. I mean, there's just, you just go forward. That's the gear. That's the gear. (laughs) Now you can shift to a higher gear and go faster, but it's, right. it's always a forward. There's no reverse on a motorcycle versus a car. It has park and it yep, has yep, yep, reverse yep. and it has neutral and it has drive. So there's a lot of decision-making there about whether you're going to be going forward, backwards or, or whatnot. But if you're going to be successful at anything you're trying to do, you got to put it in gear and go. That's, that's it. Just in the okay. one gear. 
Can you talk a little bit about that? Because there was a lot more there than I'm, I'm able to <laughs> articulate. But it was just, like I said, it was just a really exciting thing as I got into it. I was like, this is, if someone could just wrap their mind around, I oh, only I'm have back. one, I only have one gear. I, I got have one, one gear. gear. It. It's, I'm going That's forward because I can't yeah. go backwards. That's huge. Yeah, man. I appreciate you for underlining that and underscoring that for me, Alan. And as a result of what you just said, brother, I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to get a t-shirt design that says I only have one gear. That's really good, brother. I got to write it down when, when I hit, when the moment of inspiration hits me, I have to write it down in the moment. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> but seriously, so so the notion is this, you, and you kind of already spoke to it. With the big, what I love about Shift into a Higher Gear, and, and and everybody, please make sure you grab a copy of the book. You can go to shiftintoahiregear.com, grab the book, but also grab the companion workbook that we've created, uh, which takes the learning principles from the book so much deeper. One of the things that we do in the book is we help you understand the difference between living life the automobile way and living life the motorcycle way. And I want to say this to everybody who's listening. You don't ever have to have ridden a motorcycle before. You don't ever have to have any, you don't even have to have an interest in riding motorcycles to be able to learn and apply the principles because the motorcycle metaphors are a backdrop to the deeper conversation that we're talking about, whether it's excuses or whether it's fear versus faith or emotional mastery. The motorcycle serves as a backdrop metaphor for the entire overarching concept. So automobile living allows you to have multiple gears in your life many of which are ineffective for life and business. Whereas motorcycle living only allows you to operate, like Alan just said, in one gear. And that's drive. When you when you turn a motorcycle on and you put it in gear, it only knows drive. It only knows forward. However, automobiles give you a whole bunch of other negative options. It gives you park, it gives you reverse, and it gives you neutral. And in the book, we go into great detail to explain the differences between those three different gears and how those gears, more importantly, how, how they show up in your life and business on a daily basis. How do you know when you're in neutral? How do you know when you're in parked? How do you know when you're in reverse? And, and Alan, I want to underscore something in the book that's really huge, which is I want to de debunk something that most people not only believe, but they teach. A lot of people teach that how you do anything is how you do everything. And I absolutely could not disagree more. And I'm going to use that chapter as a perfect example. I don't believe, because I know people who are in drive in their parenting, but they're in park in their marriage. Or they're in drive in their business, but they're in neutral when it comes to their um, financial portfolio, let's just say, or their investments. Or they could be in drive, right, in their, in, in, in their hobbies, but they're in reverse in their fitness, right? So they, they'll go smoke with cigars with their buddies or they'll go to sporting events, but they don't take care of their physical body, right? They're actually going backwards. They're not even standing still. They're going backwards, right? So... Automobiles give us way too many options. That's why when you live life the bike way, you only know forward. And at the end of the day, because we live in time and time is going forward, we must constantly commit to moving forward each and every day in our lives. And I think that's where the real magic happens. Absolutely. Like I said, that's why I, when I got into it, I was like, this is a lot deeper than I, I thought it was <laughs> when I first started, you know, because it seems simple, simple concept. But then as you got into explaining it, which you did so well in the book, it, it was just like, okay, yeah, we all need to pick our, pick our thing and, and just drive. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So the next thing you talked a little bit, you got into a little bit about goal setting, and this was another area where I, I really felt like you, you shined some light on it 
for anyone that's struggled to kind of make their goals happen. Uh, and we all struggle, but if you set up a, a good enough goal, you set the right goal, it's not easy. Uh, there right. is going to be some struggle here, but you go through the eight R's to manifest your goals. Can you talk <laughs> about those? Because uh, again, you know, there's so many ways people talk about smart goals or, you know, maybe even come up with a different acronym. Uh, but in this case, you're literally, it, I mean, almost, almost a roadmap, if you will, of, you of how, of how <laughs> to uh, manifest your goals. Could you talk a little bit about that? So first of all, I love this book, man. I came in, I, I mean, every time I get a chance to talk about it, I get excited, Alan, because there's so much, you, you, you and I both know, Alan, there's a lot of books out there that are filled with a lot of fluff, right? Um, and what I love about this book is that, and you can tell me your experience and I'd love to hear it literally from, from start to finish. I mean, the pedal is on the metal. It's like, it's direct. It's in your face. It's like, it's very Dr. Phil. It's very, the book comes right at you. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, the way I kind of uh, put it together was, you know, and this fits directly with who you are and what you do is when you go into a good keynote speaker, they, they know they've got, you know, maybe 45 minutes to yeah. teach you something and, and change you to, to try to, in 45 minutes, change you. And that means that they have to cut out every other word that doesn't suit the purpose. It doesn't get them right. on where they want to go. And so quite literally, yes, you open up a chapter. And, you know, the chapter might be 45 minutes, it might be an hour, however long it takes you to read that chapter. But it felt like I was sitting there listening to a keynote. Nice, nice, nice. That's awesome, brother. I appreciate that. That means a lot. All right, cool. So let's talk about this whole conversation of goals. So one of the big things that we stress in the, in the, in the book is the fact that, so chapter 12 is shift and this is another big thing people need to understand about the book, which I love, is every chapter starts with the verb shift. And so, it's, in other words, there's an action required, right? And so uh, we did that very intentionally. And then the other piece that I think is important is that we understand this. we got to shift from simple goal setting, which anybody could do, to transformational goal getting. And I think that's the difference between the average person and like super achievers is super achievers actually get the goals they go for. And I, one of the examples that I use in the book is I say, if three birds are sitting by a still pond or if three birds are sitting on a branch and one bird decides to jump away or fly away, how many birds do you have left? And most people say, I've got, you know, you got two. And I said, no, you got three because one just decided, even though they said, I'm going to fly away, Right. Deciding is not enough. Decision is not enough. And goal setting is a decision. It's a cognitive process. But there is a massive difference between cognition and creation, thinking and trying, dreaming and doing, wanting and walking. You know this, especially in the wellness space, how vitally important it is for people to shift from it just being something I got to do here into something that I really want to manifest. So podcaster to podcaster, uh, I have a podcast too that I started a little bit earlier, a couple months ago, it's called Crushing Life with Del Toro. And the goal of my podcast is to help people achieve one goal in four ways. I help people develop the mindset, the heart set, the skill set, and the will set to live and lead an extraordinary quality of life right now. And so, and the reason why I share that with you, Alan, is because a lot of times goal setting is done up here. But you and I both know we can intellectually know something that we don't emotionally embrace. Right? Yeah. We got to go from the emotional embracement to actually living it out, taking that tactical steps, and then to actually have the perseverance to push it through. So um, 
you know, goal, goal getting, which we talk about in the book is it involves what I like to call the eight R's. And so with the, for the, for the purpose of time, I'm not going to go into all eight, but I'll share two of them with you that I love. I love all eight of them, but um, eight's my favorite number. So you'll see a lot of eights represented throughout the book. Um, but one of the big ones that that's a, that's a real stickler that I never hear te- people teach, never hear people teach this is the first R in order to get to manifest a goal, the first thing you got to give your goal is room. <laughs> everybody wants the how-to. Everybody, Alan, doesn't everybody want the state? They want the, give me the strategy. Give me the tactics. Give me the steps. Tell me what to do. But I believe the biggest issue that we struggle with is we don't create enough space for the thing that we want. Space in your heart, space in your mind, space in your household. When when a couple is expecting a newborn baby, what's the first thing that they do? They create a space for that baby. Decorate the baby room. It's got its own furniture. It's got its own clothes. It's got its own closet. What's the first thing that the womb does when it's when it's ready to actually when conception happens? The womb creates space to handle this baby because it understands that the baby is going to take whatever space it needs in that mother's body. And the mother has to adjust, period. Your goal is the same way. So I firmly believe that no matter what your goal is, the first thing you got to do is you got to make room for it. So in other words, get clear about what you need to take off your plate before you put a whole bunch of other stuff on your plate. Yeah, I think one of the examples you kind of gave in the book, which I liked, was you you want to start working out. You got to look at your schedule and say, okay, when, when, when will I actually do this? If I'm, you know, if I'm going to train for something, when, when am I going to do it? And something right. else probably has to not be done. Like maybe a little less Netflix. Um, yeah. you know? <laughs> exactly right, brother. Yeah. And you can get the audio book and listen to it while you're running. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You can go to audible right now and grab the audio book and listen to the audio book of shifting to a higher gear. We didn't hire an actor. I read it in studio for five and a half hours. I did it. So you get my <laughs> voice, which is awesome. I'm proud of that. So, yeah. but, um, but no, man, that, that's, that's, that's a big deal. And you're right. It's like, no matter what it is. So one of the things that I help when I, cause I keynote for a lot of corporations and associations and things. And one of the first things I talk to, to, to companies, sales teams about is I say, listen, whatever that goal is, your current schedule does not support it, or you'd already have the goal. Right. So let's take stuff off your plate before we decide what really needs to go on it. And so it's that process of what do you need to pull back from in order for you to go forward? Yeah. yeah. Do you have time to go through a couple more R's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's <laughs> so, so so my so he's like, I love these R's. So yeah, so the first one is room. So I love, I love, I love that one. Create space. Um, another one of the R's that I'm a big fan of, and I'm not going to go in any particular order here, but one of the other R's that I'm a big fan of out of all of them, which I love them all, is I really believe that you need a roadmap. I think it's so important that you figure out, okay, if I'm here, how do I get from here to there? You got to have a roadmap. And the best place to get a roadmap is from someone who's already done what you're trying to do because success leaves clues. We just got to go find them. So sometimes the best way to get a roadmap is to say, okay, who do I admire and respect in my industry? Who's done what it is that I'm trying to do? Who is that person? And then once I get clear about who that person is, how do I begin to start to model the results that that person has gotten? 
And in order to model the results that they've gotten, I've got to do what it is that they've done. I remember I had a chance to um, spend a day and a half with Dr. John Maxwell. And one of the things that Dr. Maxwell was teaching me, it was a leadership lesson. He said, Del Toro, a lot of people come up to me at events and they say, oh, Dr. Dr. Maxwell, I want to, I want to be, I want to be who you are. I want to, I want, I want the books. I want the stages. I want the lights. I want all the stuff. And he's like, great. He said, are you willing to do what I did so that one day you can get what I want? And I think the lesson there is we got to be willing to do the work. Once we find what the roadmap is, we got to be willing to take the steps that the roadmap provides. So you got to have a, I mean, think about it. As soon as you type into Google Maps or Waze, as soon as you type in where it is you ultimately want to go, it's going to give you a roadmap on how to get there, right? But you got to be willing to follow the roadmap. And another one of the R's that I love to talk about is along your journey of following the roadmap, you've got to create some symbols of relief in the form of rewards. You've got to give yourself some some moments of celebration. You've got to enjoy the process and enjoy yourself as you're going through. Because if all you do is work on achievement, 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 without any rewards along the way, the problem with that is you're not going to actually enjoy the process of achieving. And when achievement becomes boring, we quit. So you got to be able to make sure that you have more fun. I teach productivity to corporations and, and associations. And one of the things that I, one of my top programs is called uh, Platinum Productivity, getting more done by having more fun. And one of the things that I teach is that according to neuroscience, your brain is more incentivized to do the things that need to be done if you attach more reward-based things to it. But if your brain associates pain to productivity, you're always procrastinating. So um, I really believe in the importance of rewards, roadmaps, and room. Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) (laughs) Del Toro, I define wellness as being the healthiest, fittest, and happiest you can be. What are three strategies or tactics to get and stay well? I think that wellness is a holistic word. And I really believe that there's three things that I think we can easily do to continue to make wellness a priority. Number one, I'll go back to it. Make room for wellness in your life. If that means getting up extra 45 minutes early or staying up a few minutes later in the evening. So number one, make room for it. Make room for it in your schedule. Let it show up in your phone. Put alerts in your phone that you're going to go take a walk. You're going to go take, you're going to take your supplements. You're going to drink a certain amount of water. Use the apps to help you to kind of manage certain habits, whether it's uh, hydration habits or you're checking off, whether you're, whether it's a fitness app on your on your phone. Do something to make room for the thing that you want. Number two is do it with other people. One of the biggest concepts we teach in the Shift into a Higher Gear book is we teach the importance of doing things as a collective. So who's in your biker posse? Who's in your biker community? Who's in your tribe? And really getting clear about who those individuals are. So making wellness something that you do with others, I think is an important step to keeping it a part of your top priority. And then number three is make it enjoyable. Not everybody loves going to the gym and pumping hard iron, but if your thing is racquetball, then do racquetball. If your thing is is golf, do golfing. If your thing is swimming, do swimming. If your thing is, don't feel like you're not fit because you're not, you don't want to, you know, press iron, you know, six days a week. That might not be your way of doing it. And there's nothing wrong with it. I think it's sensational. But I do think everyone is wired differently and you got to get clear about what 
wellness and, and exercise and moving your body and cardio and what that means to you and how you can. And so find a way to make it fit you and your lifestyle, do it with others and keep it scheduled in your life. And I think you'll be able to have fun with it. If someone wanted to learn more about you, the things you're doing and your book shift into a higher gear, where would you like for me to send them? Uh, first of all, the, the book is available everywhere books are sold. We are driving a lot of traffic right now to Amazon. So please go on Amazon and grab the book there. It's also available on Barnes and Noble. Uh, our website, our primary website for the book is shift into a higher gear.com. So the website is the name of the book shift into a higher gear.com. We also have a Facebook community. So please make sure that you join our Facebook community, which is uh, shift into a higher gear global biker posse all you do is type in shift into a higher gear global biker posse on facebook it's a public group it's a free group to join you just jump right on in and we'd love to have you because we're creating a a global group of people who are readers of this book and who are applying the principles and things of that nature so we do exclusive exclusive lives inside that group it's really really exciting so uh, that's how people can get a hold of us and also if you want to have us come speak to your organizations you can search us for all social media at dr delatoro that's at D-R-D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-O, at Dr. Delatoro for all of our social media, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you know, YouTube, everything. And then lastly, our primary website for our speaking engagements is delatoro.com, D-E-L-A-T-O-R-R-O.com. And if there's anybody that's out there that's interested in any form of speaking or using public speaking and presentation to grow your business or your brand, um, I've been in the speaking industry for 20 years and I've been endorsed by some of the greatest speakers on the planet. I've been a member of the National Speakers Association for 15 years and I actually train and mentor people who want to become professional speakers, authors, coaches, and who want to make a living inspiring people with their messages and their stories. So I have a program called Crush the Stage, which is a three-day live boot camp that I do that helps people to master public speaking and presentation. And so people can go to helpmecrushthestage.com. That's helpmecrushthestage.com to learn all about our three-day boot camp. Okay. Go to 40plusfitnesspodcast.com forward slash 511. And I'll be sure to have a link in the show notes there to all of those links because you're everywhere. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Del Toro, thank you so much for being a part of 40 Plus Fitness. An honor indeed, my friend, Alan. Thank you to your incredible tribe, your followers, your listeners, and I'm hoping to hear from them sometime soon. Hey, Ras, welcome back. Hey, Alan, your conversation with Della Toro was really fascinating. And I have to say, I love his analogy, shift into a higher gear, but also better your best. I think that's great. Yeah. He, he brings so much energy uh, mm-hmm. to what he's doing, you know, cause he's also a keynote speaker. He's used to pe- speaking to large, large groups. When you're on a zoom call with him, it's, it's actually a little intimidating. He's got oh, so no. much energy. He was <laughs> like, I got to try to keep up with this guy. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Uh, he just brought it. And yeah, the analogies and the things he's doing uh, in his book, the higher gear um, shift to higher gear is, is just really cool. I mean, he takes the conversations of motorcycle, which, you know, again, if you spend a lot of time riding or driving, that gives you time to think. Uh, so he's, he sat down he's thought all these things through uh, and he really gives you some awesome tools. We were, we really only just scratched the surface of the things that he has in that book and, and they're all really valuable. So uh, if mindset, something that you truly struggle with, um, I'd strongly consider you, you know, you should strongly consider getting this book because it is, it is a pretty powerful book. 
Oh, absolutely. I particularly enjoyed his six phases of real change, and I won't go into them all again, but I'd just like to point out the difference between I can change, I will change, and I am changing. Those are three very different mindsets, but there's also a gap in between them. And I think you had mentioned in an earlier podcast, and I'm going way back in your earlier days, but there's a big gap between saying I can or I'm going to do something and then actually doing it. That that follow through seems to just be a challenge sometimes. Yeah. Well, you know, I was 39 sitting on the beach um, in Puerto Vallarta and I decided that I needed to do something. You know, I was, I was mm-hmm. not healthy. I was not happy. Uh, I was miserable. I called myself the fat bastard. And, but I made the decision I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. And, and then it was just fits and starts and, and this and that. And I never really got traction mm-hmm. until I did that transition from not just deciding I'm going to do something, but actually committing to doing it. Mm-hmm. And so that step from can to will mm-hmm. is, is huge because, it is. you know, you can say, I, I, knew, I knew, okay, I'm 39 years old. I should be able to play volleyball. I should be able to get myself fit again. And it just wasn't happening until I really bore down, really kind of pushed forward or leaned into it as, as we mentioned on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And once I leaned into it, that commitment, once I made that commitment, it started happening. And actually the reality of it was, it was very slow at first. I mean, a lot of people will lose weight fast at the beginning. And then mine was almost like it was almost like I fell off a cliff. It was like, I was, I was just kind of putting along, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, I am, you know, it's like that, that swoosh of, oh, this is happening. I'm working hard. I'm getting stronger. I'm losing the weight. You know, things are working. I, I, I found my buttons. I found the things that work for me that make this go. And so, yeah, that transition from, you know, will can and do those are, those, those are important. Every one of those is important. And, um, you're absolutely right. We have to go through each one of them to make it happen. The decision isn't enough. You need the commitment. And then the commitment isn't enough. You have to do. Mm-hmm. And, and the excitement between I am changing. And like you mentioned, it gets exciting when you can see results, whatever the results are, you know, better blood work at the doctor, a better number on the scale, you know, the feeling of energy when you wake up in the morning or before you go to bed at night and the power you feel when you're lifting better at the gym or running longer distances, all of that is so exciting. And if you just take that moment to celebrate those wins, no matter how little they are, it really will help propel you forward. But yep. back to the analogy, though, you, you mentioned um, motorcycles only go forward, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, <laughs> you, you, can, you can itch them backwards with your feet, but they, mm-hmm. do, they don't have a reverse. A standard motorcycle does not have a reverse. It only has a, a, a neutral and a go. And so you're sitting there, you start that motorcycle and you drop it down into first gear, it goes forward. And you'll see this if you've never seen anybody riding a motorcycle, you'll see if they pull nose first into a parking space and they need to leave, they literally have to walk the bike out far enough to get their, their nose out so they can drive forward because that's all the motorcycle is going to do. And all the other gears do is just help you go faster. So his book, you know, Shift to a Higher Gear is really about getting more, getting faster, getting, doing more, seeing more you know, all those different things that are exciting about a motorcycle traveling faster 
you know, that fun part of it, that inertia, mm-hmm. uh, the wind in your hair, if you had hair, um, <laughs> kind of stuff, you know, it's just, that's, that's it. If you just stay in first gear on your motorcycle, you, you're putting around town at 15 miles an hour, but you get to the second gear, third gear, fourth gear, and now you're flying. And so that's kind of the, the point of the whole thing is, uh, the motorcycle is only going to go in the one direction. So you've got to drive it, but you've got to keep shifting into that higher gear to fill that inertia and get where you want to go. I love that. And then the other part that I wanted to mention that I think people probably should pick up this book would be the eight R's that he had put together. And he only discussed a couple of them, but the first R he mentioned was room and that you need to make space by taking some things off your plate so that you could add to it. And I think that is a particularly helpful tip because you know, when we decide to make these types of changes, like going to the gym every day or on a run or adding this exercise to our life, it's hard to find the time for that. I mean, if we had all the time in the world, we'd already been doing that. So I like his thought about maybe taking something away or rearranging your schedule to make time for these new things that you might add to your life. Yeah. I, you know, I, I prioritize sleep. I just, I always have, and I always will. Uh, so I'm not a proponent of getting up half an hour earlier just for the sake of working out. Sure. But that said, you know, I made a point of putting on my calendar every day that I was going to get this workout done at this particular time. And it became my calendar. No one else could book on that on that time. And it meant, OK, I have to eat a little quicker. I might have to eat at my desk, which, again, not the healthiest things. But mm-hmm. it was that trade off to say I need to be in the gym for at least an hour. And this is my trade-off is eating at my desk, uh, making sure I have something that's convenient. I don't have to go out and get. And so it's right here. It's a packed lunch and just that kind of thing. And, you know, if you're in a relationship, obviously, you know, you may not have the support of the people around you to do what you need to do, uh, Mm -hmm. but you got to figure out how to make that change. You've got to figure out how to get them on board, at least to the point of allowing you this, the room, the space Mm -hmm. to get this done. So you get the hour you need, even if it's just two or three times a week, you get the mm-hmm. time you need. If there's certain foods that you're like, no, that's my kryptonite, please don't leave the cookies on the counter. They, they may mm-hmm. continue to do that, but you've got to give yourself the room and, and, and where possible, engage them uh, to help make that happen. Yeah, I love that. That's a great tip for moving forward. All right. Well, Rachel, it's been great talking to you. I will sure. talk to you again next week. Take care. You too. Next time on the 40 Plus Fitness Podcast, we meet Philip Shepard and Andre Yakabenko and discuss their book, Deep Fitness, the mindful, science-based strength training method to transform your well-being in just 30 minutes a week. Until then, have a happy and healthy week. <music>